Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. came up because it's down, but they actually just now got that kicked off. But um, is, is anybody thankful for something they would like to just take a moment and share? And uh, I know this is a little bit different flow for Sunday morning and uh, at 9 a.m. And uh, But I want to just take a minute. And so, uh, Adam, if you would, would you just come up real quick? And, um, and I'm going to ask you if you would lead the way. And, uh, and just share, just take a moment. And he's got the mic. And so if you just want to come up this morning, just take, take, take a moment, take whatever, and just say something you're thankful for. And I, I, just, I feel like this morning that we need to just focus in on things that God is doing and, and how he is in our life and how he is at work. And so you may be a first-time guest, you may be a member or whatever. But either way, if God's put something on your heart you just want to share you're thankful for, let's take a moment and just, just do that today. Well, I'm thankful most importantly for God himself, but my family, who's amazing, and the opportunity to out during this time even to go through difficulties and struggles. It's an it's a opportunity for us to be thankful. Even when God has us in a place where we might have to be uh, really relying upon him, which we should do at all times, but it's when we're in those moments that we know that he's with us and walking with us and carrying us. So I'm just thankful that he's always with us. So who wants to who wants to share? Come on up and yeah. let's yeah, share something that you're thankful up. You for. Just come up, hang out, and sit here, stand here, whatever. And just if there's something that uh, you're thankful for, yeah, come, yeah, please, please take that mic. Please just share. Who, if you want to come, who, anyone else to come, hang out, sit beside me, stand beside me. So yeah, good to see you. Thank you. So I am just very thankful that amidst all the distractions that we have today, that the Lord is always with us and He gives us the peace, and that my children are not subject to the world, but that they're feeling the Holy Spirit amidst the distractions that we have. Aside from being thankful for God, obviously, and all of y'all and my family, just thankful that the distractions aren't affecting us and that we're still feeling the Holy Spirit in my house. So good. Thank you so much. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Anybody else thankful for anything? Anybody else thankful? So, yeah, come. Come. You don't have to wait. You just come on up, hang out, and be here and be ready. Like this, I'm glad we don't have to. That's one thing. If, you, if you're not a part of faith or new, um, there's never been the pressure here to perform. So if you're new, you're like, man, so, you know. If, even even when we went to live stream, uh, when, we, when we went that route and God opened up that door for us to minister outside just the walls of this place, um, we never took that on. We refused to. And uh, so, again, we're just family who loves Jesus, and we're thankful. So, Miss Emily, oh man, so good. Thank you for coming. You can, yeah, well, you look great up here. You, you look great. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, we're, so, we're, we're thankful for you. If you're thankful for Miss Emily, let her know. You, you appreciate her and all that she does. They're so incredible. Yeah, take a moment, share. I am thankful for about five or six years ago, um, it seemed like we were stripped of everything, and God has just brought back 100% fold. Come we have on. a beautiful youth group, um, wonderful family. I always wanted to foster. Bill was like, oh, we have five children already. I have a beautiful house of boys. Um, I, I just, I'm just thankful for, for God just restoring and just bringing back. And if you feel like you've lost everything, God will surely restore. I promise you that he's just, it's all in his timing. I'm thankful for this church. Um, amazing church. We had nowhere to go about three years ago. And I told Bill, we got to find some place. He goes, well, let's go to faith renewed. And I said, where's that? He goes, you drive by it a hundred times going to QT. 
And so it's like, I've never seen it before. Yeah, you have. So we got up the next morning, came here. Like all seven of us love the church. And that was different because we'd gone to several different churches. And so I'm just thankful for God that he brought us here. We just love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. What a testimony. Anybody else? Yeah, come. I was debating on doing this or not, but I guess I'm just thankful. Um, Some of you know that we've had a couple struggles at home. Um, Madison with all of her medical issues and um, uh, basically I'm just thankful that she was able to overcome her medical issues and that she's still here with us and still doing better than she was at the beginning. Um, So I guess that's one thing that I'm really thankful for. So good. Thank you, Sadie. Thank you, Uh, well, 2020 has not been fun for us, just as many of you, but um, I'm thankful that even though we're in a season of everything being stripped, stripped away, God has been given so many little smooches through so many people and venues and, and just sermons and just there's, there's, there's not a moment that there's a, an emotional need that isn't being met even in the pain if that makes sense. Um, so I'm just thankful for that, and I'm thankful that he's fighting for me, and all I had to do was be still. So we're still in the fight, or we're expecting victory. So. Thank you so much. Wow. You know, I, yeah. heard people, I hear people say sometimes, Amen. Well, I can't complain when you ask how they're doing. Yeah. I can't complain. Well, we can always complain, right? We can always complain. But it's when we choose not to and recognize him in the situations that we get the victory. Amen. Yeah. I just want to say this before Donna speaks. Uh, that, that just, tell me what you just did. It just God reminded me of that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so you begin to testify and speak things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into motion. So, so thank you for your obedience. Yeah, releasing things there. So, Miss Donna, yeah, go ahead and share how good God's been to you. Today, I am grateful that I found faith renewed. I am grateful that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ today. Today, I am grateful that I am, for my sobriety, I've been sober for two and a half years. And I have lost everything that I ever worked for. And today, God has restored it. He's restored my family. He's restored it all. And, my God, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I love you guys. And sobriety is the best thing that ever happened to me. So I love you guys. I'm always thankful for the microphone. (laughs) My husband's like, shh, they asked us to come that Friday. Seriously, I make make no excuses about that. I have a degree in theater. So um, I want to say I'm thankful today for Adam. Yes. You know, you just let go. And I was kind of feeling it back there anyway. And so this morning, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to work. That's what I'm going to do when I'm 58. I'm like, I got to do something. So I'm going to go to work at Target. And, and my daughter, like, texts me. She's like, no, Mom, like, volunteer, go back, or go back to work with the special needs kids because that's my heart. 
And I was like, to to have somebody that really knows you so that they can direct you when you really need direction is just so at, at our Thanksgiving table, I said some, I just said, thank you for out loud. I said, thank you for longevity. Right, you know, like, because I was looking around, there was the new boyfriend. He's pretty new. He didn't rate that. But then we had Gloria, and then we had Freddie. That's all I'm, you know. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. They're still here. Like, my daughter, my husband, you know. And so when she said that to me today, all of a sudden it was just like, it just opened up. And then I got here, and Adam kind of started. And I'm very connected to to music and all of that. I was raised under music. My dad's a musician. And and all of a sudden, he just had to like, uh, you know, I don't know what went on between him and the Lord, but obviously something. And he just decided to just let it out, let loose, you know, let it all loose. And because there was a lot to say. And what he said broke into me so hard, you know, like where you found me, picked up all the pieces again. Like, wow, come on, Lord, you know, like longevity, like like, you know who I'm supposed to look like. You know, you know what I'm supposed to be acting like. You're in charge of me. And I got tickled up here. I kind of sometimes go ahead <clears throat> of what's happening, but that's I'm okay with that because I got tickled because today, as I was imagining going back and working with special needs adults and kids, um, my mom went there, and I just felt it filled me with passion. <clears throat> and... That's just how I, the Lord does me. And and I was sitting there, and we were singing a song, you know, all I did was worship. And I thought, I have not done that. And, you know, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I do not worship, you know. And because I used to be like a major worshiper, right? I mean, I guess people that know me would agree with that. And, and I just was like, mm, no, you know, all I do is bow down. All I do is... You know, and I thought, and I'm still feeling you, Lord, like, and he all of a sudden, this is what I'm thankful for, is he came down to me and he says, you know that gentle restraint you learn with special needs kids and adults? And I said, yeah. He said, well, that's sometimes what I do to my children. And so all you do is resist and all you do is kick and, you know, and then eventually I win. But I don't pull away from you. Actually, I come closer and hold you tighter. And you're just like, you know. And I'm thinking, and the condemnation of sometimes of feeling that will make me feel like he's not there. But today, he just showed me like, and then it was in knowing that, I just surrendered to like, no matter where I go or what I do, you will just not leave me alone, Lord. You know, like you, you make me get to where I need to be because you're father and I'm daughter. So that's what I'm thankful for today. Um, I really didn't think I'd be up here <laughs> on a lot of the stuff that's been going on. And I know what I'm going to say sounds weird, but I'm, I'm thankful for God letting me hit rock bottom. For me, for him to open my eyes and force not to just get me out of that pit 
and to come back to him. And also, everybody knows this. I'm thank not knows this face. I'm thankful for the mess because he turns a mess into a message. And I'm thankful for the story that he has not finished in me. I thought about the first thing you said, and then when he opened up about that, that was one of the big things. I wanted to sit back because I like listening and hearing everybody's thankfulness and gratefulness. And I, it will sound weird too, but when I heard him say that, he makes a very good point because I've learned to be very thankful for those trials and the tribulations that we go through. You know, we do. We thank God every day for all the blessings, all that is good, all he provides, everything that's beautiful. But it is through the trials that you go through, the hard times, hitting bottom, whatever it may be that pulls you closer to God. It's where you learn the deepest lessons of wisdom. It's where you gain the most patience and you definitely retain this a way he holds us accountable and retains our humbleness i believe so i do i'm thankful for all those trials and you're right when you said that man you hit it deep because i think people have to realize too you got to be thankful for the bad too because it all god created everything but it's not we don't just learn good lessons from the good you know you learn good from overcoming that bad and i think that was really deep and Anyone else? Come on up. You know, it's when we, when we feel in prison, we start worshiping to get out, and that's when he starts shaking everything up. I'm, uh, I'm thankful for waking up. Um, there are things in life we take for granted every day. And you don't think about the things you take for granted, number one, because you take them for granted. But you don't think about them because you just go on and, and do life. And we get busy doing life. Um, but there are times when God needs to slow us down and cause us to stop and think. Real easy way for me to have done that was spending a couple of days in the hospital a little over a month ago. Which is not me. I don't even get sick, ever. Uh, never have any health issues or anything like that. But spent a couple of days in the hospital. And so lay in a hospital bed, very expensive one, by the way. Uh, <laughs> lay in the hospital bed a couple of days with various tubes strapped to you and IV in this arm, IV in this arm, and basically confined to a bed for a couple of days. And really all you have is yourself and your thoughts. Um, so, but I'm thankful for that because God slowed me down. He said, you know what, um, you are awake, you are alive, you are breathing, and I did all that. Um, and in the midst of even, you know, a medical issue, which is gone, I have no pain, no nothing. That's gone, by the way. Um, but in the midst of that, um, I forgot about a lot of things he's done for me. Um, I for, I, you know, and, and in those times when you have yourself and your thoughts, you begin to think back. And when I think back to where I was, you know, 
8, 10, 15, 20 years ago and where I am now, thank God. Thank God. Uh, you talk about being pulled out of the pit. Mm, I was pulled out of the muck and the mire in the pit. Uh, you know, I was pulled out of a 20-plus year pornography addiction uh, that he busted wide open and took away. Um and and, the, and and what he did for me, I'm now, because of the platform of Faith Renewed and the Freedom Group, which, yes, I'm going to plug, that happens here every Tuesday night at 7. Because of the gift he gave me, now I'm able to help give that same gift to people. And I'm thankful for that. But stop and smell the roses for a minute. Be thankful for the things that you aren't normally thankful for. Because there is a blessing in everything, in the good, in the bad, and even in the waking up. You know, when we're being thankful like this and saying things out, it's like we're setting an altar. We're establishing an altar. You know, one of the things throughout the Old Testament, as you look at it, he, God continually said, remember, and then establish an altar. Because if we don't, we will forget. Too easy to forget. So use your thankfulness statements as establishing an altar that will allow you to remember who he is. I know that I'm back up here, but just going based off of like what she said, um, I just kind of felt that push to come back up here and say this. Um, I also worked with special needs for six years. So every word that you were saying, I, I felt so like deeply in my heart and I understood every single word that you said. And that really kind of spoke to me because before that I started working with special needs, um, I, starting in fourth grade, all the way up to my senior year of high school, I was bullied all the years, and it was very hard. And when I started working with special needs, that kind of really spoke to me, and, and it helped me to become a better person. And I have always wanted to work with special needs because I don't want, I want to be the change for the people that can't speak for themselves and for the people that can't stand up for themselves. Yeah. And it hurts me to see that the way that people treat those people. It's not fair and it is out of their control. It is who God made them to be. They are that person because of him. And so I'm just really thankful for you bringing that to my heart. All right. Last call. Little dosed. Like father, like son. (laughs) So... All right, so first thing I want to say is I'm thankful for family. I get several of my traits from this man. My mom calls us two peas in a pod. Uh, she's not very far off. The apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree. Um, he likes to speak. I like to speak. Um, so... So... Something that a lot of people have brought up here without actually saying it is being thankful for opportunity. And in 2020, we've had a very hard year. Um, COVID, 
This election has been stressful, and it's still going for some reason. Uh, um, a lot of a lot of opportunities have come out of this year, though. Um, we've seen public servants come forward trying to help our community. We've seen the church really take a stance where it needs to. Um, I've we we also got to be thankful for the smaller opportunities. I've made new friends this year in a year where we're supposed to be quarantined. Like, I'm not allowed to go out of the house. I still met people. Um, and then one, one thing that I'm really thankful for that is, is slowly, slowly happening this year. Um, about two years ago, I decided that I was agnostic. I had given up, blew it wide open. I was like, I'm done. I had been hurt very badly, and those hurts kept piling on, and that happens. That's something you got to learn to live with. Um, but eventually, I, I felt a pool, and that, that pool doesn't go away. You can fight it. Who was talking about fighting? I think that's who Sydney said she was thankful for. You were talking about fight. There you are. You were talking about that fight. I'm still fighting. Everybody is going to still fight at some point or another, right? But eventually, um, the youth had someone come in and speak. Was his name John? His name was Jonathan, right? And he hit on a message of repentance. And I didn't fully understand repentance until I was like, this is it. I, I have to stop fighting. And so I went to Jonathan and I talked to him and he prayed with me. And I was like, that's great and all, but I don't feel different. So I went to Pastor Terry and he, he opened my mind up to something. Repentance isn't just being like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I'm up here, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, I did. Um, no, no, repentance isn't that. Repentance is being like, it's a change of mind. Instead of, instead of being sorry and regretting it because of something, repentance is deciding to change your mind. And that, that goes back to opportunity in my mind. Um, because coming from a place like that, you want to give up, right? When you decide to not give up, that's repentance. If you're not, if you decide you're giving up and then you change that, that is the biggest thing you can possibly do. And that opens up the doors to those opportunities. I've had the opportunity to go to the Greenville Fine Arts Center this year. And if I had decided to give up on music when I made a bad instrumental one time, I'm still making bad instrumentals. I'm sure Adam can vouch for that. 
I see you over there smiling at me. Um, then, then I would then I wouldn't have the opportunity to be going there, and it wouldn't be changing my life so steadily. I wouldn't have access to things that, without the gift of the Fine Arts Center. And that that turns back around because I can use this as an analogy. I had given up, and then I changed my mind, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this anyway. And originally, it was going to be virtual. You were like slowly working your way up. And then they were like, we get there, and they're like, okay, you can have one day. And now it's two days. And that opportunity has led to them giving us stuff. See, without 2020, without COVID, I wouldn't have the tools at home that I need because they would just keep them at school. Instead, because of COVID, they've given us this stuff. I mean, I have like $2,000 worth of software that has just been given to me. It's incredible. And that you can use that to talk about what God is doing. Because you slowly work your way up and then he's like, hey, here's this. Hey, here's this. And if you keep trying, keep pursuing, he's going to be like, hey, here's this. Right? So thankful for opportunity this year. I would be thankful if I knew some of this before he came up on the stage. just wanted to say that I'm very thankful that God guides us through everything that we go through. I like to think of it of like driving a car. So when you're on the road, everything's good. When the path is very wide, you start to realize you have leeway and you start drifting a little bit. It's kind of like when Satan's tempting you, you start to widen your road saying this is okay this is okay and you start drifting and you get closer to the edge because you think you have so much leeway so when you start to realize what you're actually doing you start going straight again the path gets more narrow you're much more cautious you're watching what you're doing you are so afraid of going off the edge because you don't want to fall where you were you don't want to you don't want to widen your road again because you know that'll only get you into trouble And God is like our GPS. When we listen to it, it takes us where we need it to go. And when we're not listening to it, we have a very increased chance of making a wrong turn. (laughs) So sometimes we'll make a wrong turn, and it'll direct us back and be like, what the heck were you doing? (laughs) So. (laughs) Rerouting. Rerouting. Yep. (laughs) So when you get back on the road, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. And then you get distracted. You see something out the window or just something in the car catches your eye and you're like, okay, um, it's okay if I don't listen to it for just a second. It'll always take me right back to where I need to go. Although that is true, it'll take you longer to get to where you want to. Yeah. Come on. So when... 
So sometimes you listen to the GPS and it tells you to go somewhere and you're like, but I know better. I'm going to go this way because I feel like this path will be shorter and easier. Before you know it, you're lost. So when you begin to drift off, you want to be able to get back. But sometimes you're so far lost, you don't know where to go. But you just have to trust God and know that he will always bring you back because he's not going to let you fall. Now, although a GPS will sometimes get you really lost and can't lead you back, God can. So I'm just very thankful that he just guides you on the path you need to go no matter how narrow it gets. And even when you feel like you're going to drop straight off the edge into a pit of fire or whatever, it's, he'll always guide you because he wants to get you to the destination and he wants to take you home. He doesn't want to just leave you and let you fall because when you fall, it may be harder to get back up than you think because if you let yourself go, you're only going to get farther and farther away. It'll take you even more to get back. Thank you. That's all I got to say. I want my GPS to say, what were you thinking? I'm uh, here visiting with my daughter today. She invited me to the church that she's excited about. And uh, my... My son-in-law is uh, working up there in the booth, handling the sound, and uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a dad, and I spent a lot of years praying for my daughter, praying for all my kids, and uh, believe in God that when you raise them up, and they will, uh, they will come to him, and thank you, Lord, that uh, my daughter is here, she's found a church that she's excited about, she's found the Lord that she's excited about, she's found a man that's excited about God, and God is faithful, and I'm very thankful for that. Well, this year when we tried to go on a little vacation, we tried, all right? We gave it all we could. It just didn't work. First day there, my wife had to be rushed to the hospital, emergency surgery. I've been with this woman 43 years. She's my angel. And this year, the doctor called me and said, Either we operate now or she dies. And until you're put in that position, you don't know. But I'm thankful today because 43 years later, God spared my wife, and my angel is with me this year. Amen. Hallelujah. I shared in the first service that one of the things I'm really thankful for are the struggles that I get to go through this year. And that's something that we can be thankful for. So we don't always have all the high mountain moments, but I can guarantee you we all probably go through a valley sometimes every day. So I'm thankful for that. Anyone else want to share this morning? Yeah, come on. If you want, if you not uh, have the mic, you can sit beside me and hang out. We get to hang out until yeah. Come on down. So yeah, don't you ain't got to stop. Come on down, hang out. So you'll be here and be ready. We'd love to hear this. Anybody else? Come on down, join us. Do I start talking now? 
Okay. <laughs> I want to say thank you to the Lord and to all of you for the welcome that I got when we moved here from Connecticut. And I am so thankful for my new church family, for my real family, um, but also just that the Lord brought us here and he is paving the way for the rest of the stuff to happen. So I'm very thankful for that. Amen. Yeah, come on up if you're ready to be ready. You can just join us up here. I'm not really good at this, but <laughs> um, I'm so thankful for the last almost year. Um, I almost lost my husband again. And God brought us through it. He made our family stronger, our faith stronger. Um, he held me up every day until we got another liver transplant. Um, we went from hospital to hospital. Um, trying to find someone who would take his case. Um, he was, it was very complicated. Um, and we almost lost him a lot of times, but God was always there. He held me up every day, and he gave us the strength to make it through. And this is kind of funny. I told, him, I told my kids that when we got the call and uh, we knew that somebody was going to take him and give him a transplant that I would run up and down the halls of the hospital praising God. And I did it. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. But I ran up and down the halls screaming with my hands raised, thanking God. And I will spend the rest of my days thanking God for it. Hallelujah. I'm going to sit if that's okay. okay. Um, I came to Faith Renewed probably about five years ago, and um, my daughter had uh, been coming here. And before I even knew Pastor Terry or, or the church, I saw a change in my daughter and her husband and their whole family. And I'm like, oh, that's a real pastor. That's a real church. That's the real deal. And then so I started coming. And probably it was about, well, when I was coming, <clears throat> this is the first time that I've given my testimony. And it's a very deep one. And it's taken me five years to say anything but in 2015 my son started he was missing and so for a year we didn't know where he was there was all kinds of theories and everything but nothing really added up and I knew something was wrong but in my head I didn't want to believe it and then <clears throat> And through that year, God would give me, I would get prophetic words. And then I had supernatural visitation. And I didn't understand what it meant, a lot of it. It would be like I would hear something and I would say, what does this mean? In one, in one prophecy, she, she prayed over me and she told me, she said, 
she said, God is going to put a period on it. He's going to put a period on it. And she said a lot of good things. And everybody was laughing and jumping. And, you know, it was a very joyous moment. And like many prophecies that are pretty significant, I went home and I said, well, what does that mean? What, is, what, what are you talking about? What does that mean? And then um, <clears throat> I had a conversation with the Lord, and I said, God, I said, I, didn't, I don't know what happened to my son. I don't care what happened to my son. I said, I just have to know. I said, I'll never be able to get so far in life unless I know. I said, I'm going to be capped. And it, it wasn't a threat. It was, it was a conversation that I had with the Lord. And so a year later, <clears throat> every time that there was missing bodies found, every time that uh, I would always, it didn't matter where it was, I would always watch. So I was always watching. And then in Spartanburg, they found a woman who had been abducted, and she was held captive in, in a uh, container. And it made the news. And then later, <clears throat> when they found her, they said that, they, that she had told them that there were bodies buried on the property. And then so, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, there's very, you know, so I'm alert and I'm watching. And then I was at work. And that whole year was, was a very difficult year because any time that you're in trauma, um, you don't really think. You just kind of, it's, it's, it's a physical thing. It, it, it affects your body. It affects your mind. It affects everything. So I would forget where I was supposed to go. <laughs> I'd have to have, I would have to have appointment setters just to tell me where to go from one hour to the next. And my, my supervisor was so, so good. She covered for me. The thing that saved me is it was so routine. Um, I worked uh, housing those who were homeless and I was over programs. And if I would miss a meeting, um, you know, she would, she would remind me if, if, if I went to the wrong place, I'd just turn around and go to the right one. And I lived that way for about a year. And I was on my way to work. And then um, I got a call. And it was from the Spartanburg Police Department. And, uh, or she was an investigator. I don't even remember. I don't remember. But I called and she said, she said, is this, is this, um, is this Johnny Coxey's mom? And I said, yes. And she said, are you home? And I said, <clears throat> I said, I can be, and she, and my mind went to two different thoughts at once. Num number one is she asked me if I was his mom. So she already knew who I was. And then, um, and then the other one was just answering the questions. And then I told her I could be, and she said, <clears throat> She said, well, we'll meet you there. I said, are you on your way there? And she said, yes. So I knew it was on purpose that 
it was something that she was, I knew it was on purpose. So I went there and I got home and with her was the coroner and the investigator and a police officer. And then they sat me down and they showed me some pictures of of some pictures and they said do you well first of all when they told me the first thing i asked him i said is he dead i said is he dead and she's and she was surprised and she's like well we just want to meet you i said is he dead and and uh he said well we just we just need to talk to you so anyway we went home i went home <clears throat> And uh, I don't know why. It's just like I was so numb. I didn't even, it didn't even click. And um, so they showed me the photos and um, some some pictures of some tattoos that he had had. Because he had gotten in trouble, so they had some pictures of him. And he's, they said, is, is this your son? And, and um, just on the tattoos, they just showed me the tattoos. And I just looked at the picture, and I said, I don't know. And he said, is this one? And I said, I don't know. And then he kept showing me the pictures, and I said, yes. And then I said, is he the one that was on TV in Spartanburg? And then they said, yes. And so I was shocked because... I didn't, I didn't understand. And then so it was so public. For the next year, it was so public. It was a whirlwind. They, I had, you know, um, the media calling me. Uh, they were blowing up my Facebook. It was just horrific. And then there was the trials, and then and then it, it was it was just a lot. And I was so broken. I was so broken. And they were so good, I, I had, I took about three months off. And then so I started coming to Faith Renewed. I had been here for a year, and they carried me through the whole thing. All I did was just come to church, and I would go home. And I just did what I had to do. And they carried me for a good year. I didn't even come out of the the place until about a year. And it was only about two years that I started being able to be involved in things. But they carried me for, they just carried me. That's that's the only way I know to describe it is just how you carried me through that. But there is some things that I had learned along the way Um I met the real Jesus. I mean, I re- I met the real one. And the first thing that I thought of when they were there, it's like, God, you heard my prayer and you answered it. He answered my prayer. He had been buried in the ground for a year. And God brought him back to me after he had been buried a year. So he answered my prayer. 
And then there was this times afterwards, I was so grieved. I said, God, if I'd have just done this or if I'd just done this. And I was in the living room and I was praying and praying and I was so sorry. I said, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't do this. I'm sorry I did this. I'm just so sorry. And my heart was just praying and I was just so broken and crying and devastating. And God was so patient with me. And then afterwards, when I was finished, he's like, yeah, but you had an adversary. And so I could see, it's like I could see the enemy manipulating all of these things in all of these situations. And I could see behind the scenes. And from that day forward, I see things totally, totally different. Everything was challenged. Everything that I believed was challenged. A lot of things that were false had no meaning. Motives were extremely important. The Christianese that I, I call it Christianese, you know, because I had been in the church for a very long time. I believed God for a very long time. In the realities of life, our authority and what is our authority and is what is not our authority what is God's will and what is not God's will? And all of these things came into play and all of these things begin to be questioned. And if there's anything that comes in between you and God or any belief or anything else like that, that challenges your faith, it's extremely important to settle it. You have to settle it. And then once you settle it, you know. And I mean... This year, we've been going through such a fire. I call it, it's just such a trial. It's just so pressing and depressing and oppressing. It's horrible. It's horrible. I have, I have teenagers. I'm a, I'm a counselor, and I have, I have young adults who are afraid to come outside. They have agoraphobia. They won't even go into public places. And they're in their 20s. It's a real deal. But we can't be scared of the fire. We have to pass through it. But there is a place, there is a place in in the, the place that we sung about this morning, the glory. We have to cross over into the glory and nothing gets you there quicker than trials and tribulations. I mean, it will drop everything. It'll drop the pretense. It'll drop the false humility. It'll drop what you think you want and you don't really. It'll drop all of those things. And you can be in the very presence of God. I'll tell you through this thing, I was so much in the presence of God that I where angels dared to tread. It is such a real thing. It's such a real thing to me. And to be able to live in this world, to live in the heavenlies and to be in that realm and the heaven, there is a place, there was a time to where heaven was such a comforting place. It's the here and now that I needed help with. I knew where I was going. I knew where everybody else was. But I have to get through the day 
I have to know how to make it today. And so the word is very real to me because that's where I get my strength and that's how I can make it through the day. <clears throat> so, oh yeah, I'm thankful. <laughs> I am thankful that I can celebrate what I have left. Not what I have lost, not to those who've gone before me and left me behind, you know. I'm thankful for what I have left. I'm so thankful that I can stand. I'm so thankful that my house, they went through such a storm, is still standing. I'm still here. I'm still standing. Before I give this man the mic here beside me, who first time I met him was in the hospital, and I don't think he really even knew I was in the room. But um, this was put on uh, the live stream earlier today, and it was just awesome, and I love how it pulls this together. So I want to just read it. Um, it the person, Brian Nicole Green, I don't know if it's Brian or Nicole, uh, who wrote this, but she wrote, in Ephesians 3.13, it says, our tribulations are our glory. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, says we are transformed from glory to glory, or from tribulation to tribulation. We become who we're meant to be. Thank you for loving us enough to allow us to go through trials. Uh, that uh, beautiful lady was up here earlier, my rock, my wife, uh, was talking about me. I'm the one that had the liver transplant for the second time. Um, this, <laughs> that's right. Um, so let me tell you about my God. This time last year, I was extremely sick. Um, to say that I would light up the room when I walked in is an understatement. I glued. I mean, I was orange at, at one point. Um, of course, my liver was failing. Failing. Um, For me, going through what I went through was nothing. Was nothing. I even talked to PT, and we discussed that. Look, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I know Jesus. I know my God. I know where I'm going to be. I know I'm gonna be healed, whether it be here or with Him. I'm gonna be okay. But I worried about my family, and we stood in that office and we prayed. I remember. I don't remember much. You know, they'll say stuff to me all the time. They'll say, hey, do you remember? No. In fact, just two weeks ago, I, I got Christmas early. It was something that I was given last Christmas. I don't remember it. And it's like, hey, all right, yeah, I got this. And it was great. God has been good to me. I don't care what you're going through. We all go through things, okay? But God is still God. God is still God. Let me tell you something. When I was in the hospital, I was out of it, and I like to talk. If anybody knows me, I'll run my mouth anytime. For five days, I laid in the hospital non-responsive. Doctors, nurses, family, Adam... <laughs> 
If you came in during that time to pray with me, let me first say thank you for that. I am thankful for this church, for all of you guys that prayed for me, but especially for my family because they went through it. I was, I was taking a nap, so it was okay. <laughs> but they really went through it. Um, I'll tell you how good God is, and I'm so thankful for him. They came in and they told my wife, said, look here, it's about quality of life, not quantity. We're going to have to send him home with hospice. We'll make him comfortable. So they set a meeting up at 3.30 with hospice and my family. Kim called, the, called my kids, didn't tell them exactly what was going on. Family and friends came. When she talks about, hey, I, you know, if something happens, if we get a phone call, I'm running through the hallways, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Well, she did do that. I've heard it. I wasn't there. I was kind of asleep. At 3.30, this meeting was going to go on. At 3.25, my God showed up and showed out. At 3.25, we got a phone call. She got a phone call from Duke University Medical Center said, come on, bring him up here. We'll take care of this. That's right. <laughs> Through all that, I have been able to rekindle a friendship that lasts forever. It's like, you know, me and Robert Hall have been through some stuff, and, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I wake up and my wife goes, hey, you know who this is? <laughs> I haven't seen him in years. And now a friendship's rekindled that, you know, for some reason life got in the way. And I am so thankful for my brother, Robert Hall, and thankful that we are back together again. So God has a way of making the smallest, what you think is the smallest things, huge to him. I don't know if you're going through medical issues, financial issues, most of all, spiritual issues. This altar, this altar, get on your knees right here. Get on your knees right here. Give it to him. I don't care what it is. He listens. He hears you. All them prayers from me. All the believing, the faith that my family had. Is the reason I'm here. He'll get you through. He'll bring you through it. Give it to him. Right here is the opportunity. Come up here and give it to him right now. It's him. It's you. Together, you'll get through it. Awesome. Hey, we have one more yet. We have one more yet coming up. Come on up. While she's coming, I said this in the first service, and it's really important. You know, when we talk sharing our testimony, it's usually about trials, something that God's brought us through, and it's going to be different for each person. But as Todd said, it's not about where the, how the trial is going to come out because our eternal salvation is already established. But one thing that it does is it establishes us with God because there's power in our testimony. And one of the things, a theme throughout the Old Testament is remember. So I encourage you, that when they did that, when they remembered, they always established an altar. Make your thanksgivings an altar. 
because we need to remember, because life is going to hit us. Life is going to try and throw us out. The devil's going to attack us. He's a roaring lion. He's going to try to destroy. He's trying to try and kill. But we have those altars that allow us to stay firm and not be shaken by the storms. So establish your altar and do it today. I just wanted to say about maybe about 10, 15 years ago, God took me out of the pit of darkness and he showed me this wonderful light. I was in drugs. I thought I was going to lose my kids. But he was there all that time. And I'm so thankful for that. He brought me from one church to another church. And then he brought me here. Here he spoke to me. I thought he was a religion. And he told me, right back there, he said, I'm not a religion. And he spoke to me about that here in this church. These pastors, oh, my God, may God continue to bless them with their health, most of all health. And they've been wonderful. They have opened their hearts. They have welcomed me and my family, and I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for that. Um, I don't want to take too much time because if we all came up here and said everything that we're thankful for that God's done, um, the main thing I guess I wanted to share was I know this year has been so difficult. And um, as Cindy said, um, one of the fruits of the Spirit that we, you know, we always talk about having the fruits of the Spirit, but the one that nobody wants is long-suffering. But if we have long-suffering, it produces in us such a rapid acceleration of maturity. And so the pressure is good for us. It's good. Everything we're going through is so good for us in the end that we can't see right now. But when we can have the, the, the knowledge we can look back later, then we can see how good that it was. Um, and, and here lately, God's been speaking to me in like uh, number sequences, which is really strange because I'm terrible at math. If anybody knows me, I know how terrible I am at math. So I find it really interesting. But uh, one thing that he said to me a few weeks ago was uh, 222. See if, see if I won't do it. And it's usually scripture verses that he's giving me. So I'm just going on a treasure hunt through God's word to see what he's talking about. And there's only one verse in the whole Bible that has the three, these three words. Signs, wonders, and miracles. And that's Acts 2.22. So I'm just believing God that we're going into an Acts 2.22 season. That's what we're coming through. At the end of all this pressure, that's where we're going. Wow. Well, you guys did it. You topped first service, I think. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you all very much. Um, I, was, I had something, and I think it's gone. God's, God, good. God's blessing is amazing. Amen. Can we stand? Yeah. Yeah. No. Thank you, man. If there's anybody else, please come on up. I don't want to miss you. Um, I had one of these uh, yeah, testimony services that were that did keep going. A day and a half later, it turned into a revival service. So we Ooh. can keep going. Come on. Amen. Amen. Wow. Do this if you would.
look at the screen and pull up, guys, if you would. Hit Romans 5, 1 through 5. I want to read the text that I was going to preach from today, just opening text. And uh, you can bring the house lights down if you like. And, um, and it's just wild, again, as you hear and see God just kind of speaking through different testimonies and stories. Ain't it amazing who we just go to church with every day and don't realize who we're standing beside and what they've been through sometime? Amen. Just think about the stories in this house. And um, the text that God put on my heart was from Romans 5. And um, I just want to read it to you. And then we just want to let God do whatever else he wants to do as we get ready to close. But verse 1 says this. He says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2 been has been the verse that even hit me with hard. Shared this with our team before church this morning, and I just love this. It says that through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We'll read that again because that's, that's good. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And look what else we do. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now listen, this is cool because verse 3 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now, how do you rejoice in the hope and get to that place? Because he took you through all these other things to get you to a place of hope. And he says this in verse 5, Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And I don't know, this morning as we just have been celebrating the faithfulness and the goodness of God, I want to ask you to just to do this this morning. Just to bow your heads, close your eyes if you would. And this morning... Some of you, again, there's many, so many more that could just take time to come up and just share what you're thankful for. Let me do this another time. But there are some who are in the trial and the tribulation part of this, this, this passage this morning. Some of you are in the trial and the tribulation part this morning. And man, we want to jump to the hope side and we want to get to that side. But listen, regardless again, right now where you're at, we turn to him, trust in him, and Todd said it so well, come before the Lord. And that's one of the things that I love about that family. Every time I open up the altar, and in this church, we open it weekly, every week. We'll never stop giving people opportunity to pray and go after God. They stepped out, they came, and we prayed, and we believed, and God moved. And it's just, we watched it happen before our eyes. And so this morning, I want, to, I want to encourage you to do this. If you're in the hope part, you're in the celebration part, you're in the thankfulness part of this right now. As a worship team ministers in song, I just want you to just find your place and just get with God and just worship the Lord in thankfulness. We've celebrated, we've shared it, we've talked about it. But just talk to him now this morning and just give him thanks for that and just give him the praise for that. You can find your place, you can sit, and he'll stand wherever you feel comfortable doing it. But it's giving God the thanks and the praise that he deserves. But if you're in the trial part of this right now, you're in the tribulation part, you're in the process right now, you're in the part of it where you need the prayer yourself, that's the place where you're at. There's a church that's going to believe with you.
as a church that's going to pray for you. And now as they minister a song, if you need prayer this morning, if you're, if, if for any reason at all, you need prayer today, I want to invite you to do this. Come. I'm going to invite you to kneel. And we're going to just kneel together and pray. So if you come to the altar and you kneel, we'll know you're here for prayer. If you come anywhere else in the room, we'll just know you're here just to give God thanks and praise. But if you need prayer this morning, step out and come. I want to pray with you. If you don't need prayer, would you give God the thanks that he's deserving of? Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.